How's it going? Um, it's I don't know. I don't want to complain in here all the time. I'm every time yeah. we have an episode, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, we gotta, suck. yeah, we gotta, we gotta start differently. At I'm getting time. my butt kicked. So, uh, but I got lots of good. I got lots of game stuff to talk about. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, I do too. And I got a vacation coming up, which is also exciting. Yeah, that's always exciting. We got some big releases this week in terms of games. That's exciting. Uh oh yeah sure. I was trying to think. I was like, what comes out this week? But so, despite the ever never ending grind wheel that is work, yeah, the ne- yeah right. Being alive lo- is the never ending grind. There's a lot to be positive about. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I'm happy. I'm good. Don't good. don't mistake my dead <laughs> my dead voice for uh. You're you're alive and ready to to record the Whiff Punish Games cast. A new sure. ep- a new episode. That's correct. I'm Nick. This is AJ Suave joining me to talk about games of many forms. I uh I got a lot of stuff too. I've played some semi contemporary games too this time. Congratulations. But, yeah. I I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on it, so I just want to like start it off immediately with I fucking adore Mass Effect. Absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely still adore Mass Effect. Just just I'm, you guys talking about it in the group chat has been making me just like so... Uh, I am so happy to be replaying those games. The The Legendary Edition is... I, I, I can't really even tell what's different in it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been too long, and I don't really know that they changed that much. But uh, I finished the first game last night, and the ending of that game is still incredible. It's still top notch. All the writing lands. All the characters land. It's it's just amazing. And how's your in- uh, how's your femship uh, analysis? So yeah, so I I have one full game with her, and I don't I don't get the hype. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Like, I I actually think she comes off just as deadpan as the male shepherd, and like that's no slight to either voice actor. Like, yeah, it just it just is what it is. And I and I actually, like I said, I like that with the male one. Fem Shep is fine. Like, she's fine. I don't know. She's different, and that's cool. And but it's also not like it's not absolutely stellar. Like I've heard people say for how many years, like it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> um, some, some of her inflections, just like male shepherd in response are weird. Like some of it comes off weird and it's like, what? And actually, I don't know if you remember this, um, but I'm sure you remember hearing it about like Witcher three and stuff. When you pick a, when you pick a, dialogue option that doesn't actually say what the dialogue option shows yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Mass Effect is like horrible about that. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible about that. Like y- you go you you pick because there's such tiny little snippets of a of a sentence on yeah. the dialogue wheel. Doesn't write the whole thing out that your re- response is going to be. No, and and so like it's kind of hard to gauge what exactly is going to come out of their mouth when you pick one of them. So 
Um, it's it's just it's funny that that was like such a big deal with Witcher three, but I don't I don't recall anybody saying that about the Mass Effect series. So like, I guess just because they're like old at this point, yeah. Um, it gets a pass. Mass Effect one definitely dated in some regards. <laughs> yeah. Definitely dated. Yeah, like I mean, just in terms of like the questing stuff. It I I played that game so many times too. It's like kind of hard to be a little objective about some things. Like that's the one I did the most playthroughs of out of the whole trilogy, and I remembered everything I was doing in that game. Like yeah. almost you know to the yeah. See when I go back, I to won't the be like that. So that's kind of that's good. Yeah, because like kinda fun. I I would consider myself like a Mass Effect one defender and always have been. Because two is a significant improvement yeah. in like in like every aspect, Ab- like yeah. absolutely every aspect. Two is a is a big improvement over one, and that's great. And two is great, but I was I was always like, oh, one is still the best one because there's still all this mystery to the universe. I'm very nostalgic for it. Saren is an amazing nemesis even though he's like really not in the game that much but yeah like jumping into two i started two already and like it's it's immediately apparent it's like gameplay is so much better everything is streamlined movement is better visuals are better like it's it's just such a huge leap (laughs) in quality but yeah mass effect's real good uh i don't think that's really news to anybody but if if you somehow missed it Legendary Edition is definitely worth getting. Must play. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, it's Goaty. Like, I don't know that anything is going to top that, and that's not fair, but it's (laughs) true. Mass Effect, your 2021 game of the year. I mean, the trilogy is the game of the year. The trilogy is the game of the year. But, yeah, I, uh, I desperately want them to add the multiplayer back in. I don't know that that's going to happen, but I will probably go out of my way to play multiplayer at some point over this revisiting the series. Yeah. Yeah. Like hook your Xbox back up or whatever you mean? I technically own that version on PC. Yeah, okay. I, bu- I bought it forever ago because I was going to play through all of them when I built my new computer like five years ago so or if you're, six years ago. But if ago. you're playing multiplayer, don't you want to play with somebody? Yeah, I might. Um, I might make a real... I might buy it for people. <laughs> like, I really want to play it again. And if they don't add it to Legendary Edition, I might just buy copies of that old version. Wow. And, and gift them. You only had to we'll buy see. the third one, huh? Yeah, it's only the third one. Yeah. And I'm curious. Actually, am I'm on curious. That list of people that might get a copy of that? Would you want to play it? I mean, it's on it's on Game Pass too. That's the other. Oh thing. yeah, then I'm then I'm I don't even need to buy it. Yeah, that or that that original version of three is on Game Pass, so the barrier is really low. I don't even necessarily need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I really want to revisit it because playing it, um, playing it with mouse and keyboard is pretty interesting. It's really different because you can put. You can put abilities on the Your number keys. keys. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, you always had to like slow the game down and go into like the pause on console to do that. Yeah. Um so I I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to try the multi just with like that s- slight difference in feel a little yeah. bit. 
and precision of a mouse, you know, for aiming and stuff like that. But yeah. Surprise, Mass Effect's still really good. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. No surprise there. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna jump off that from you know, you talk about Mass Effect being a little dated, right? Yeah. So I talked about this game a little bit in our last episode, No More Heroes. Yep. But I cranked through both No More Heroes 1 and 2 on the Switch. Yeah, and that was a pretty short period of time, it feels like. They're not long games. I think my playtime on each of them was probably six or seven hours. Oh, shit, really? They're that? Oh, man, I'm definitely replaying them then. For some yeah, reason, they felt long. My save file on each game was that long, I would say. Okay, that's awesome. I'm very glad to hear that, you, actually. You probably get improved load times and things like that that make the experience quicker sure yeah and i think they did maybe change like i didn't play the original but i think they made some things better when i was reading like i went back and read a a review of the original no more heroes on wii Mm -hmm. and some of the things that they were complaining about weren't in my game like just just uh i don't know like like there was no retry Mission, I think, in the first one, like if you failed a, oh, just different little things like that, where I could just hit a retry and then I didn't have to drive back to the to oh mission yeah that, to do it again. That sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, the first game still I think is kind of a slog. Yeah. The actual like cutscene and narrative and and assassin fights. Um, of that portion of the game are awesome, mm-hmm. but that's like 15% of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the other portion of the game is literally you like trying to do side missions and bonus bonus tasks to drum up the money to right. enter those those fights. So then that's not fun. It's like nothing's good about that. Mm-hmm. The 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 side mission like mowing lawns and collecting coconuts and stuff are funny. Like the first time you do them. Yeah. But the price for to enter the fights goes up and up and up as you progress through the game, which means you just have to go back and redo those things like multiple times. And that's Mm -hmm. not good. All that being said, the second game, just like you said with mass effect is a quantum leap in quality. (laughs) And I am willing to say that second game still holds up and is actually really good. Yeah. Today. Uh, so that's cool. I also want to say that my adult like analysis of these games I think is really interesting. Okay. Like do you do we want to get into spoilers at all with like what's going on and I mean, yeah, so I, I'm gonna replay them, but I already played them, so I don't care about you spoiling anything. So if for some reason you haven't played No More Heroes here is your spoiler warning. Yeah, because we're going to get into it right here. Yeah. And and maybe like this will convince you to play it because I think I think the ridiculousness of the game is the most appealing thing. Yeah. And like Yeah. And that's not really what I'm going to cover in this yeah. little spiel I'm going to give. Uh, so, you know, the game is called No More Heroes. The series is called No More Heroes. It's obviously a bit on modern video games and, you know, 
you're this action guy that's cutting down swaths of enemies, right? Mm-hmm. And like the way that the action and that the dialogue is delivered, it seems like it always seemed like to me the director Suda Fifty One was trying to say something with that other than make you laugh. Okay. Um, and I even texted you when I was playing. It's like I don't I don't know how to read this. I don't know I don't know what to take from this. Yeah. This game, like, what is it trying to say? Is and, it like is it deeper than sarcasm? Because yeah, it's primarily sarcasm. Yes, and I have landed on the side of I think it is incredibly deep and <laughs> and amazing. Okay. Yeah. And I have, and I think it's that's awesome. And the second game really does a better job of driving that home than the first game, but I have to include the first game in the analysis because I think the character of Travis Touchdown yeah, has an actual, him. Yeah. actual growth arc from the first game to the second game to where the like theme can get delivered in a better, yeah. a cons- more concise way. Uh, so the first game, you play as Travis Touchdown. I think the game goes out of its way to make him seem like a loser right yeah. so he's you know he wears like he looks like an action hero he's got the anime haircut he wears like shades he has like a leather, leather jacket. jackets that you can like change yeah yeah so but like all of that is him thinking he's cool yeah even though he's not actually cool mm-hmm. and the way that you know that he's not cool is like the game he the game says multiple times he's an otaku which is the old word for weeb. <laughs> yes, it's the Japanese word for Japanese person that's obsessed with pop culture and he has like anime figures all over his desks and he has a anime body pillow on his bed with a girl on it and <laughs> he reads wrestling magazines and um he's basically obsessed with wrestling which I think is also part of his supposed to be a loser persona even though i think wrestling is very nuanced and rich in please, medium please it is but it does i will agree that it attracts the the lowest the lowest, lowest common denominator of, yeah 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 it sure yes. does it is very appealing to uh that anyways um <laughs> so and then like the whole premise of that first game, he gets into this assassin's league where he's trying to climb the ranks of the assassins. He's killing each assassin. Yeah. And he's kind of being directed to do it by this girl. Her name's Sylvia. And they're like flirtations over the, over the like discussions of the assassins and who the next fight is. And, all that stuff is kind of like leading to I feel like the objective of the first game is just to get him laid. Which really? I think yeah, kind of. This is this is okay. my reading, which I, I haven't played I, it since it came out, so yeah, I don't remember. I think is like kind of a fun yeah, pursuit. Like like he thinks that doing this assassin stuff is cool. He thinks that it's going to get him the girl. <laughs> she's flirting with him and like you're helping him achieve this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the entire time 
the game is kind of quite like characters keep asking each other, you know, why do we have to kill each other? Why is, why do we have this violence? Why are the assassins, why does this league exist? Yeah. And the short answer that the game gives you that I kind of missed in the first playthrough, but picked up in the second playthrough and then realized it was there in the first one all along is that the answer is it's a video game. Mm-hmm. And, they break the fourth wall to tell you that several times. It just kind of was over my head because I was trying to parse all these other things together with what the story is. Mm. Um, so the Assassin's League at the end of the first game ultimately ends up being a con. And yeah. that's why Travis had to do all the, like mow the lawns and... I'll do all the side missions to get money to do the assassins because he was actually paying for like the fights themselves because Sylvia, who's setting up the fights for you, is a con artist and she's taking that money mm-hmm. and <laughs> and she basically set up this entire Assassin's League thing for Travis because yeah. he came into a bar drunk one time having just witnessed his parents' murder. So she set up. She <laughs> I don't set remember up this, that at all. She set up this entire Assassin's League, with the end goal being to fight the murder of his parents. Mm-hmm. And once you meet the murder of his parents, it's actually Travis's stepsister, who murdered the parents because she was abused by them. Is this the end of the first game or the second one? Yes, this is the end of the first game. Okay, because I think I remember how the second one ends. So the whole like abuse thing is another bit which probably doesn't land well in 2021 yeah it plays it in like fast forward like when she explains the whole thing it plays it in like it literally (laughs) she's like if i it breaks the fourth wall she's like if i explain this right now it'll it'll change the rating of the game she's like well try me anyways and so she does it in fast forward and i wanted to know what she said so i went back and watched a youtube video of her speaking in slow motion so that it was in real time that's funny and so, essentially, I think that's more Suda trying to say that violence, even in video games, but violence has consequences. Like, this is all commentary on... I mean, yeah, you're not you're not wrong because, like, Travis Strikes Again is... It goes so hard into the, the video game thing because... I don't even remember if I talked about that on the podcast. Do you remember if I did? I think I did. We I don't were, think I th- you talked much about narrative. You probably more talked about... Yeah. I mean, I remember you saying the the levels are you playing different video games. Yeah, I mean, that's all That's all I was going to reiterate is like... Yeah, yeah. That it's, it's basically riffs on styles of games and yeah and like it's like a much smaller pared down thing where it's like a side scroller and then it's a beat-em-up game and then it's all these puzzle things and it's like it's like all these different styles mashed into a thing because travis is like literally playing through games like that it's it's based around this ridiculous video game console that can drive you insane (laughs) so yeah like it I don't remember the first game really being explicitly a joke about that, but now that you're talking about it, that makes total sense. Yeah. And like at the end of that game, you know, he isn't a hero for having accomplished 
Yeah, he was eliminating. Getting videos. number one, he he. Well, they weren't they weren't they weren't good people that he was killing. That's mm. not part of it either. They were all people that I think deserved to die. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the there's like some boss fights that he has where he like trades dialogue. He's like, oh, I don't know if I should kill this person, and I don't know. It's just weird. You should play it if I don't need to give you every detail of the game. Right. But um. At the end of the game, having accomplished murdering his parents' murderer, who had her own motivation for doing murdering, <laughs> Travis like still doing doesn't the murders. Get, Travis still doesn't get laid. I don't think <laughs> Sylvia ends up being married to Travis's brother Henry. I don't remember brief, a brother at all. Who appeared briefly during the middle of the game, and. It kind of ends ends with saying, you know, this whole thing was a cycle of violence that was purely for your entertainment. Were you entertained? You sick person, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Which I was entertained. I that's one of the things I look back on in those games is the extreme ridiculous violence. Like that's why I think they're fun because it's so silly. So jumping to the second game, Travis has walked away from being an assassin because it didn't really exist anyways. Yeah. And I like I like this little bit. Um, pizza Bat, who is a chain pizza company, mm-hmm. has taken over the entire city of Santa Destroy where these games take place. <laughs> Santa Destroy, by the way. Let's not move past that. <laughs> yep. Um, and they basically have reset up the Assassin's League. Mm-hmm. And the head of Santa Destroy wants Travis because in the previous game, your side missions were to kill potential CEOs of Pizza Bat. <laughs> so you actually kill the family members of the guy in the second game that ends up becoming the the head of Pizza Bat, which takes over Santa Destroy and sets up the Assassin's League and then murders Travis's best friend so that Travis will re-enter the mm. the Assassin's League and climb his way up the ranks again in order to get revenge for the death yeah. of his friend. Yeah. So again, he goes to Sylvia to mm. go through the fights to to she sets up the the fights for him. Except this time his motivation is not like for himself yeah. really yeah it's it's not trying it's not him trying to get laid it's not him trying to be cool it's like him actually kind of being a hero kind of okay within the, within the premise of this weird universe yeah in in this game it's the other assassins that are constantly questioning why why they're murdering each other and what's the point of it all. And it's Travis who's, he blames, he blames that it's a video game. Number one, this is, this is where I kind of got that theme hammered in like, Oh, duh. Because they say that a lot. Yeah. But then also he blames the assassins league itself. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I need to stop this league because it shouldn't exist. And 
it's funny because he'll like literally slice somebody in half and then be like, it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Like he doesn't take any ownership for the fact that he just cut a woman hot dog style, like (laughs) down this, down the middle. Do you know what I mean? Something I do specifically remember from those games and, and also from killer seven, another Suda 51 game is the fountains of blood. Absolutely. Just just blood everywhere. The, the, (laughs) The art style is awesome. Like it holds up a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For th- for these games, like you can tell that they were limited with the Wii's graphics, but they used like the cell shaded and flat textures to make a look that I think works really well and yeah, works totally. really well for the specific specific type of violence that the game yeah dude. shows. Um. Yeah, Killer Seven. Like I mean, I've been meaning to replay that game because I always remember thinking the style of that game was so incredible, and like the flat colors were so well used. Yeah, like, like it wasn't it wasn't just some gimmicky style. It was, it was, it was like read. It was like a. Manga. It's artistic, you know. It's, it's artistic. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's like meant to be like a comic thing. Yeah, and then, it's really good. And then um. Killer is Dead, which I think a lot of people don't ever mention ever again after that game came out. But, like, that game also looked amazing. Like, yeah. like using the cel-shaded stuff in, modern, in, like, the modern era looked really cool. Even though that game's really not that good, um, it's still... <laughs> It was still worth experiencing, I think, just because of, like, the Suda mythos and also yeah. a lot of the visuals were really cool. Um, but yeah, totally like that. The, the cell shading is it's it's funny to look back on it and and be like, this is actually kind of timeless. Yeah, like it, it like it will never age poorly, really. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a it's a good. I mean, you can look at Wind Waker for right. an example of that, and that game still today looks right fresh. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I don't have to. The point is, is kind of delivered here. Travis works his way through the through the assassins in order to end the league, and this whole time Sylvia is now attracted to him because hmm. because he's ha- he has a noble pursuit. Yeah, and he does end up getting laid in the second game. It's <laughs> hilarious, hilarious, awesome cutscene. Uh, and he ends up bringing down the whole like assassin pizza bat <laughs> pizza bat santa destroy corporation that's taken over and he does that to end the cycle of violence mm-hmm. and it's fun because the whole game is kind of narrated this time by this girl in a like i don't know a a peekaboo booth where you can like there's a one way oh. mirror and there's a probably a scantily clad women on the other side yeah, and like yeah like so there's various cutscenes that kind of are telling the story about Travis and this person is very very attracted to him and like it's funny because you're through you're looking at the person through Travis's eyes and the whole time he's looking at her underwear or her boobs <laughs> or her okay so i and don't you see like a pile of tissues pile up so he's obviously I inferring don't... that he's Doing what? Crying? He's crying? Yes, he's crying into the tissues. He's crying because they're so beautiful. Um, Yeah. So it's funny. I don't remember that at all about that game. 
Not one bit. And again, Killer is dead. Uh, one of the side things in Killer is Dead is you are a gigolo. So you take women out on dates <laughs> and, uh, or, or maybe I'm mis- maybe I'm forgetting, maybe you're not a gigolo, but you are legitimately trying to date these women. I think you're a gigolo though. <laughs> and, and so one of the things in that game, because it came out in like more of the modern video game era, it was like kind of tore down for or taken down for was you have special glasses that let you see their underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. If you pay attention, the girl in the peeper booth, every because she, she starts every mission explaining, oh, Travis was so good when he did this. And like, she obviously has affection for him, but her underwear changes every... <laughs> like, there's a different... It's like very subtle. I like I I don't know. I I think it's really funny to lean into sexuality like that. Like it's it I think it's hilarious and I super don't remember that about that game at all. Like this is why I want to replay them because I remember parts of 1. Yeah. I, I remember nothing about 2. 2 dude 2 is so much better than 1. I yeah. can't believe that you remember 1 and not 2 because it might Yeah, I don't know I why. I think you're I think I don't know, but they're they're very similar in structure. It could be that you're remembering two and assigning it to one. Maybe because I remember some specific like fights and kills. And, yeah, and they might be from two. Like they might have crossed over at some point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But I, two like has a way more variability on like just like what you're doing in the game. They took away all the open world stuff, so you're just at a menu. The, yeah, all the side jobs like coconuts and scorpions and all that yeah that you did in the first game is now like when you access it in the menu it's travis putting in a video game cartridge and actually playing like a little arcade version of the game just like you said he was doing with travis strikes again yeah and that screenshot you sent the other night was that from one of the mini games no it wasn't that's just okay it's just a random uh okay (laughs) that's just a random video game okay thing that fit the conversation we were having I yeah because like. it, it seemed it seemed like it was ripped straight out of that game like just based nah. on how it was written and stuff Nah. um but anyways at the end you know you find out that Sh- sylvia's in this peeper show booth yeah because travis has brought down the assassins league and she has nothing to do anymore with her life except for work this peeper league mm-hmm. and he basically tells her that he loves her and saves her from the peeper show and the defining like moment of the game is her taking her out of the booth and she's like you're not my hero but you're a hero mm. and i just think like i just you know i i finished that and thought man this game was it was so well put together and thought out and and i have not played a ton of suda games and like he does yeah. every. He did everything with that construct that like Kojima would do with all the fourth wall breaking Dude. and like I would I would put him just based on my two my playing of those two games like I would put him in the like video game auteur totally like yeah like totally. category yeah I, and that's I th- awesome I I think I think it's actually really frustrating how much like not recognition that his games get. Uh, or like un, or it, like it's it, like he's like cult. 
He's like the cult oh, I Kojima. Can, I can understand why, because I mean, the first game is bad. Yeah, like, but it, like, well, Killer is even, Dead is bad too, I think. Even but. the combat in in the second game, Desperate Struggle, because that's the title of a sad game, Travis, No More Heroes 2, Desperate Struggle, just yeah. to iterate that for listeners. Um, the combat's like still not great. It's imp- it's definitely improved upon the first game. Um, I played it on easy, and so I just ripped through everything. And there's like an ecstasy meter that once you build, you can basically get in this indiv- er, invincible mode where you just like murder people. And like, it's just fun to keep doing that and doing that and doing that and have no consequences. And that's basically how I played the game. Uh, just to kind of get through it as fast as you could. Yeah. Yeah. But like in terms of, I mean, the reason he doesn't get compared with Kojima is because Kojima's games are good. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know, so I haven't played Metal Gear other than 5. I haven't played Metal Gear as an adult. Yeah. And and I and I kind of think I kind of feel like the old games probably did not age well in terms of gameplay. We'll see cuz I want to replay them someday. But 5 was like such an amazing thing because it was like a modern third-person shooter. It didn't feel like an old Metal Gear game. And it's it's funny you say that because like are they good games? Like, if we went back and, and like, played them now with what we know about how those games work and, fe- and game feel and stuff, like, are they still still good? And that's something I've always wondered, you know, because, so, like... before I played 5, which was... I played 5 probably 2017-ish. Okay. I went back and played the whole series. Okay. I played 2. I played Snake Eater... And still held up. I played four. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Okay. I think that, like, that fixed camera stuff. I have always been so concerned about revisiting. They well, I think that's what makes them not feel well. I don't know. It's weird. Like the fixed camera stuff makes them not feel dated at the same time that it makes them feel dated. Yeah. The, the play experience is unique. Like if it was like a weird third person type controlling thing, I think it would feel worse than having the fixed camera system Mm. because the fixed camera system is something that we just don't do anymore. And Hmm. I I don't know, but like, I feel like four on the PS four. I mean, that game's not that old and, Mm. and snake eater had, it's like 2009 or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's pretty old at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I again, I haven't played. I haven't played four since mm-hmm. it came out. You know, I I played that game one time and never went. I never did another play. So yeah, that's that's something again. Like I'm saying, like I I have been concerned about replaying them for that reason. And like, I definitely don't think they nailed like like five is undeniable. Five is sandbox. perfect. Yeah I, yeah, I think five is nearly perfect in a yeah, lot of ways. I don't think that before, like before five, I think they were he- more heavily leaning on the espionage, like creep around. Yeah, sure. Type thing, and that and that's not. Yeah, it's not what the newest one is. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what five is, and th- that's not an action yeah. game. And because it's not an action game, some of the wonkiness is is more forgivable. I, I would say hmm. uh, the you're still like clicking from first to third person to like aim your weapons and stuff. 
So that that's kind of weird, but I don't know. I just those maybe maybe the the theme and the story, the way the stories are delivered and the narrative, like yeah, makes I, you look past all of all of the. They're they're obviously way more serious, whereas yeah, yeah. whereas Suda's games are like really wacky and surrealist. Yeah. And like that—that's why I think they kind of get written off a little bit because it's like, oh, it's not. I mean, now we're doing this stupid comparison between Kojima and Suda Fifty One, but like, but like, um, I just think I just think I have always like ever since I played Killer Seven, that was the first Suda game I ever played. It's the it was you know I played it when it came out and. Ever since then, I have wanted to play basically everything he's touched. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'm I gonna go play, through Steam. And, I didn't play and, Lollipop Chainsaw. I never got around to that because it sounded like it was kind of nothing. But I almost kind of want to go back and play it. <laughs> I feel like some of those older games too. If they're only like well, sub sub 10 hour experiences Dude, shadows of the dam totally worth playing i think that game's yeah. awesome uh that game also gets a bad rap because it's just a bunch of dick jokes but like they're funny i i don't yeah. care what anybody says <laughs> they're funny like it doesn't matter how juvenile it is they're funny and and do you know how like, many do you know how many foods are shaped like dicks you know what kind of foods are shaped like dicks the best kinds I'm missing this reference. It's it from sounds, super bad. It sounds familiar. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, there there is literally a line in Shadows of the Damned when you shoot your gun where the lead character says, Taste my big boner. <laughs> like that it's it's so it's so on the nose that it's like so obviously supposed to be stupid. Yeah, and and like that. That's why I think it's awesome, and I think that game was awesome. It it's like a Resident Evil Suda Fifty One game, and yeah. it's hilarious, and no one talks about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I think technically because like he kind of just like oversaw it. I don't know if I think it's. I'm trying to remember, that might be a platinum game. I I can't I can't remember exactly. Somebody was there's, involved with that game that was a little different, but there's a lot of people attached to even like No More Heroes. There's a lot of names like directed by, written by, and like he's like kind of just the overseer of that game too. Yeah. It seems like so yeah. maybe that's the the case with a lot of his catalog. Yeah, because like I I. I think I think Shadows of the Damned was him and like the Resident Evil guy. Yeah, Miyazaki um, or whatever. I think no, I can't remember his name. Miz, Miz not Miyazaki because that's Souls. Uh, but yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm like blanking on his name right now, and I feel bad about that because I feel like we should talk about that game. This about is a, Resident this Evil. Is, this is a, this is a good launching point into Resident Evil. Yeah. Do you want me to keep going? I've been going for. Uh... Yeah. Sure. I mean, maybe. You know. Yeah, go go for it. Did you finish it? I did not finish Resident Evil Eight. I've had a rough couple of days. I got my my that second vaccine. It kind of put me out for yeah a while. So I wanted to finish it before this this episode. But right now, as it stands, I'm in the last part of the game. I'm pretty sure it's like the last part. They're throwing the amount of enemies they're throwing at me seems like it's the final. Hoorah <laughs> so it's just making game. you spend all of your resources. So are, depending, are on, you in a lab? 
No. Oh, man. It might not be the end. So depending on how long the actual ending is, like final boss sequencing and stuff like that, then I probably have between one and three hours left, I would say, of okay. the game. Yeah. Uh, so where to start, really? I replayed seven before I wanted to play eight because yeah. they're connected. I'm curious and real quick. Are you playing on PC? I played on PC. I played eight on PC. Seven, I just played on PlayStation because I had already, already bought had the disc it, yeah. of that game. So yeah. instead of rebuying it, I just yeah figured I would uh, replay that on, on PS4. But I don't need to talk about seven too much because it's an old game. But that game is freaking awesome, dude. <laughs> like it we really had, is. We had a. I think we had pretty lengthy episodes about it on two v one, and I didn't even play it. <laughs> yeah, Alex talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just they. It's that game's very scary. Like they nailed the mood of that game, the claustrophobic like stuck in a Louisiana Bayou house with nowhere to go mm-hmm. like so well. And you said in the last episode that you didn't like the first person perspective and it is used like for some sequences that feel do feel kind of cheap, I think. Yeah. But it also it also like makes you look at everything kind of. Yeah. Like you, you have to put the camera on everything, and since it's survival horror, you are like, and you, and you need to like search for supplies and stuff. You are constantly being faced with just the gross, disturbing detail of the world that they built for that game, and I think that's awesome, and. And it really puts it in your face and makes you like suffer through it, kind of. <laughs> and yeah, and I think it like really drives home how disturbing and how impressive that game is. And um, eight is kind of a shift in in like theme and in action. Like you're no longer. It, it it takes place in Eastern Europe yeah. in a snowy village. So that feeling of claustrophobia is gone. You're kind of in and out of buildings like you would have been in Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Like you're in a vi- you're it's called Resident Evil Village. You're in Resident a village. Resident Evil 8 is the new Resident Evil 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but it it keeps some of the stuff from the remakes that made those games fun to replay. Like, when you are searching a house on your map, the house is red if there's still things in it, and it turns blue once you've completed all the stuff. And they didn't do that in 7? No, they didn't do that in 7. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. In 7, if you found something and didn't pick it up, it would stay on your map. Okay. So it would be be like a little icon on your map. And the reason, like, you wouldn't pick it up was 7, you're managing inventory. Yeah, it's like... it, it. it was more of a step back to being really like yeah, survival yeah. and need to yeah. manage resources. Yeah. Which eight is why I didn't is, want to play it. <laughs> eight is not like that at all. The very first combat encounter you have, you get a shotgun and a handgun. Yeah. Like they're immediately like, okay, this is 
the enemies are running at you. Yeah. They're there's they're not creepy crawly. They're were they're were people. Yes, yes. And vampires. Oh, and okay. I think I think number 1, I think the vampire werewolf motif for Resident Evil game is interesting. Dude, the I, series hasn't gone there I, ever. I, I think I think werewolves in general are super underserved in video games. I would agree with that. Yeah. And this game has some cool effing werewolves. Like, it does. Yeah. And I think it rewards, like, exploring in a different way that Seven did. Like, it's just fun to explore in Seven and, like, because it's not as linear. So you have all these buildings in the village to kind of go in and out of. And then you might get a key later in the game that once you come back through the village that you can go back into a building that you didn't previously yeah. get. Yeah. And they have the whole uh, vendor system that 4 had. Mm-hmm. So like, you're exploring and you're finding treasures, which you then sell to the vendor, which you use to upgrade your weapons yep. and buy supplies and crafting recipes. And like just the structure of the game is good. It's really good. And I think it goes without saying that the like cinematic I mean maybe it doesn't go without saying, but like the cinematic and presentation of every Resident every Resident Evil game that has come out for the last 5 years has been awesome. Mhm. Like and 8 is that 100%. Like it gives you cool bosses and and enemies to you know to work up to fight it i think the situation is interesting like you're exploring castles and snowy villages and mm-hmm. and yeah i mean i'm I, even I, way more interested in the setting for sure yeah yeah it's just i think it's awesome it's it's a really good resident evil game it's, it's a really good action game i think it feels good i'm playing on mouse and keyboard like Headshotting werewolves with your sniper rifle <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to win any awards for like best first person shooter or anything. The weapons are super generic. Yeah. But, you know, within the confines of a Resident Evil game, I think it delivers everything that people liked about 4. Hmm. Okay. Minus, minus the third person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You. Yeah, and it's oh sorry. Go ahead. It's all right. Um, I just was gonna say it. It keeps some of the things that made like uh, the remakes and seven good in terms of like uh, you know ease of use and playability. Like I was just like the thing that I just mentioned about the map. The in- inventory management is is kind of gone. Crafting is really snappy. It just it's an easy game to play. Yeah. And that's that's good. I think that's good for the series. Yeah. And I mean, I'm more interested in it. I, I I have avoided mostly everything about it so far because I still, I'm not sure if I'll play it. Yeah. But everything that I've heard, and, and basically you're echoing it, that it's it's not like Seven. <laughs> No. Um, makes me want to play it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, like I said before, I don't love the first person thing. And, and I actually think it's, I think it's interesting that they stuck with the first person thing because this game isn't in VR, right? Yeah. So like, I think, I don't know. I think they needed like after five and six, they needed a reset on the series. Like, the first person thing. I mean, two and I think th- was two and three are solid though. And yeah, like, yeah, but they those were after the success of seven. Yeah, but they would have been. They would have been. They would have been in development. You know, during Resident Evil did not have the same prestige until seven. Seven reignited the the yeah the opi- the, the fire. opinion of the series. Yes, and sure. and they've capitalized on that. And I know you don't think seven, but I I think seven is better because it's in first person, like the the detail. Oh yeah, I mean I'm just thing, not there for that. Yeah, that, that's not what I'm there for. I've I've never the 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 scares of Resident Evil have never been why I that's I don't want to play it for that. That's not what I'm I'm not. There I don't for think that. I don't think that is what they're going for in eight. Like right. that's not what eight is. Right. It's not there is like a couple sequences that are legitimately terrifying, but for the most part, like I don't think werewolves and vampires are as disturbing as like hideously mutated mold <laughs> people. Mold people. Yeah, that that were in the the bayou of Louisiana in yeah. Resident Evil Seven. And I don't know, like I guess I, I I like the first person. I I four is going to come out and it'll be third. The remake of four will come out and it'll be third person. It just gives you variation in the series. Sure. Like in they don't all need to be the same thing. I just I think I just think the only reason seven was in first person was because they were experimenting with VR. Otherwise, it would have never been in first person. And and it's it's interesting to me that they released eight continuing in first person even though they're now not doing that like now now the vr is not a thing it's not a marketing thing about the game it's not it's not what anybody's talking about anymore and it's it's i just find that decision fascinating yeah like i would say it's not as fascinating to me because i think most people like the switch so it makes sense for them to yeah, I, continue with it. I don't know because like two came out and it was like universally praised. Like this is an amazing remake of of the original game, and it being in first person or third person, it, you know, it's it's back to being third person. You know, so like I don't I don't know that I don't know that it really matters that much that it was in first person. I didn't. Well, it matters to you. I I mean, it matter <laughs> it matters that I'm not. I don't want to play it. Like I'm not interested in it. And yeah, like I. Because again, I think it's gimmicky. I think I think the only reason it was in first person in the first place was it was gimmicky, and it was for VR. And now they established like this character yeah. and this story, and so they probably feel like, well, we have to continue this one in first person, <laughs> and like that's weird. I think that's weird, but I get it. I mean, I get it. It's it is a different thing. You're right. Like, why not experiment? Experimenting's good. Um, I just don't There's know ten- that. There's ten Resident Evil games in third person. Sure. So yeah, I mean it, that's fine. It's fine. Um, I just personally don't love that decision. Like just because, just because we feel like it's not change isn't good for everything. You know, like it just because they changed it doesn't automatically make it good. I'm glad you like that. 
And I understand what you mean by like, it really puts it in your face, but I don't know. You can zoom in on things in third person. Like, I don't, I don't know that it personally makes that much of a difference to me in terms of stuff like that. Like, I, I think Resident Evil 4 was like extremely fucked up. Like there were there were so many disturbing things in that game and it didn't matter that it wasn't like right in my face, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Sucks, but I uh I, I am more interested in eight. Like I said, I, I have been avoiding things because I might play it. Where where seven, I watched a let's play of that game like within a week of it being out. Because <laughs> I... like I knew I wasn't gonna play it. I think like even I I feel like watching a let's play is experiencing it in a way that is severely diminishing what seven I, is. Even. I thought well I thought it was fun to watch like I well, I I'm, really enjoyed I mean. watching it. Yeah, I mean I'm sure I'm sure you still got the gist and like I don't know it's just I tried to imagine watching it while I was playing seven that is again because I know I knew you had did that and yeah I just don't think that. I don't know. It, it 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 would be different watching it than it is like turning a corner and okay. So not knowing what's around the corner. To be, to be and, clear, to be clear, my opinion on seven is like nothing. I don't think seven is a good or bad game. I have no opinion yeah, about that. It's it's just I I was not interested in that first person thing, and by seeing what it does, I have seen the entire game in first yeah. person. So I know what it does just because like, just because I, I didn't like, just because I didn't push myself through the corridor. Like I understand why it's scarier. I understand what you're saying. Like I'm not. Yeah, I know take, you do. I'm not, I, ta- I'm just, not taking that down or anything. It's just, I had zero interest in that. You know, like the, it, it, it felt cheap to me when they announced the game. Like I yeah, was like, oh, I get it. I'm not, I get it. I'm, I, I know I'm not interested in this like immediately. <laughs> Yeah. Like I like they were like, "Oh, it's in first person." Oh shit. And I was like, "No, I don't want that." Like Resident Evil 4 was amazing. <laughs> like that and 5 was really fun to play. Like I don't I don't know. I don't The horror thing is not what me is not what interested me about Resident Evil ever. Like that was never what was interesting about it at all. Yeah, I I I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um so, maybe I will still play 8. I think you should. It's really good. Yeah. Um, it's really good. What do you think about Tall Lady? Does she make your pants uh, tight? I think. Is that well, overblown? I don't know your opinion on that at all. We haven't talked about it because you've been on your weird schedule. <laughs> I think that. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil too much of the game for you either. Yeah. Um, general opinion of super tall vampire woman. General opinion is <laughs> that she's cool. Uh, the game does. The game does the thing where it shows you like the bosses kind of like at the beginning of the game. Um Oh. It's okay. kind of does like the Metal Gear thing where it's like here's the here's Fox Team 5. Oh. Do you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And she's one of them. Okay. And so you the structure of the game is kind of you entering each one of those bosses areas and Okay. then meeting them at the end. And she's the first one that you do. Okay. So I think she was featured heavily in marketing just because it's like the first couple early, hours of the early game. Enough, yeah. And I'm sure that her being viral had 
had more to do with her continuing to show up in the marketing. Mm-hmm. But I think that all of the all of the characters in that game are sweet, okay. and that's that's uh like it it leads to different play style, like different place like um I don't know different opportunities for like what you're doing in the game as mm-hmm. opposed to like just running and shooting. Do you know what I'm saying? Like one one enemy, one guy's place might be more find the keys. One guy's place might be more okay. Now oh, you're running. One sure. guy's place might be more okay. We're not gonna. You can't kill anything in here. You have to run sure. from everything. Sure. Like it just it leads to good variability in the game. Yeah, okay. and it it makes the pacing really good, honestly, because you're not just constantly shooting mm-hmm. and. In terms of the shooting, I haven't had any problems with ammo or health, and I think the game's actually pretty easy. Um, yeah, and so that it sounds kind of sounds like it's not again why I'm more interested in it. It doesn't sound like a ton of ammo conservation and stuff. Yeah, like that. no, it's not. It's not like that at all. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool, and uh, yeah, I just I think that game's going to be like in the conversation at the end of the year for game of the year. I really do. Oh, I'm sure. Like in other people in like major publications and like definitely for me. Yeah. So there also hasn't been that much w- that came out this year. <laughs> I would encourage you to get over your first person hangups and experience the game well, for everything. Yeah, that it has. I mean, as as long as it's not just creep around and here's a jump scare and you have no ammo for anything ever, I'm immediately more interested in that. Yeah. Like that that's what I want. Because that's what got me interested in Resident Evil in the first place because I did not like Yeah, I know, one, I know. We don't like three. the horror. We you don't know? gotta keep we don't gotta keep going over I know, how but like it, it was disappointing really disappointing the it, it was really important. Four was so important for like a billion reasons and personally important to me because it was like now it's more of a shooter and that's awesome. You know, it can do all of the weird gross shit while being a shooter. Um, which was great. But you wouldn't say that you replaying two and three, which are still very much adhered to the so, mode of... So no, I actually completely disagree about that take. And and I don't know that we've talked about it. I think two and three are very much just Resident Evil 4. Like, but I, they're not. But they are. Because I was... I was I, at the end of three is when I ran out of ammo. At the very end of three is when I had to like actually start to think, what's in my inventory? What have I picked up? Two was not like that at all. I I had the entire playthrough of two where I was like, this is basically just Resident Evil fourifying of of the old game. You know, like it didn't it did not feel survival horror-y to me. Like I was never wanting for things. It was the more survival-y part was running from Mr. X and whatever. And I and I liked that. I think it was well done. Um That but the no. running from Mr. X thing is in seven. It's in eight, yeah. With specific enemies in that, yeah. And I just, I don't think that the amount of ammo thing is different in seven or two or three. Like I think that in the old, in the old, in the old games, it was seven. Seven, maybe not, but in the old games, it was like you had to really think about shit that you were doing in the old games. I do think if you 
like shoot the zombies in the legs a bunch of times, you're going to run out of ammo. But you being a person who knows how to play a video right. game knows to aim for the head and you're not going to run out of it. In- also, if right. you're... That's if not you're what classic any- Resident Evil was, even if you shot them in the head. <laughs> well, you can't aim in classic Resident Evil because it's w- weird perspective, like... You you still can. It's just hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you still can. It's just really hard. But anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad 8 is good. It sounds mm-hmm. it sounds good. It is. It um, is good. It's funny, uh, like just a quick tangent on like it being like things being a lot of like more shootery than anything. Back to Mass Effect real quick. They go way they went way too hard in Mass Effect one on all you do in that game is shoot things. Yeah. Literally all you do in that game is shoot What else stuff. would you do? Like I had this I had this view of that game where you know I played the shit out of it the first one specifically we're talking the first one because 2 and 3 are like even bigger offenders they are way even more of shooters but like I had this view in my mind of one from when I first experienced it that the reason it was so amazing was because you spend so much time talking to people and you spend so much time it of it being a role playing game and not and not so much combat and god was i wrong like you you do so much shooting in that game and and it was probably me just like forgetting about it because so much of it is so forgettable like yeah. like the combat the in, stuff that stands out is all the RPG stuff yeah, and that's what you remember exactly yeah. and and like later on in 2 and 3 that's where the combat gets a lot better and it, and it's like actually really fun to play and mess around with the different guns and like experiment with things but like in 1 it is so monotonous and like the enemy AI is terrible <laughs> and, and like you you are doing the same combat encounter in the same maps in the same layouts over and over <laughs> Jeez. it's it's rough yeah like it, the thing the thing that it wasn't like it wasn't too bad was because it, it's frankly pretty easy like I, I don't yeah. think that game's hard at all on normal and um you can like really you can get really powerful guns really easily so it's not like you're kind of just steamrolling over anybody, everybody and it's not a problem yeah but like you really you really do have to take out a ridiculous amount of enemies over the course of that game and and not in the most engaging gameplay you know like two and three get really good because the weapons start to feel really different and they went a lot harder on the biotic and like tech abilities so so like it's more fun to experiment with things and combos and stuff but like in one that just isn't really there so yeah it's it was just like this as I was playing through it, I was like, man, I wish I could just like turn off combat for the first game because <laughs> it's like it's not bad. It's not bad, but it's just like it's kind of just a, not what you're there for. Yeah, it's totally not what I was there for. Yeah. And and like yeah. there's just so much of it. Like that's what I mentioned at the beginning, like the side quest didn't age well because everything you do is just more stuff to show to this room and kill all of these enemies and like that's yeah. basically it <laughs> yeah what else you got what else you been playing only mass effect so i uh i think we should probably talk about the th- the one game 
that I never expected to even play, which is Knockout City. Let's oh, talk, yeah, let's, we should talk let's about, talk that. about me, that real quick. Let me turn a light on real fast, but go ahead and start out, start out with Knockout City. So I didn't even know. I kind of like for, forgot what this game was. It it uh, I don't even remember was it was announced, but it was just like here's this weird dodgeball game, this multiplayer dodgeball game, and I wasn't interested in it at all. But when it launched, they did something really smart, which was they launched it free essentially for like I think ten days after it came, initially came out. I uh, thought. I read you could play free up to a certain level. It was a, like it la- it was it allows a date, you t- unless they changed it. They might have changed no, I, it. I just read that you can play free up to... It okay. might be different on different platforms. Like maybe Steam's version is, is a day trial and the I don't EA know. launcher. Like I don't know how that works. Yeah, because it is on like Game Pass to, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I—I I mean, we—I haven't looked at it again because I, you know, I—I th- I think we had th- this is kind of what I want to talk about with that game is so like when it came out, it was like here's a free trial period, and then after this period, regardless of what it is, you have to buy it or it's on Game Pass. And I was like, oh yeah, let's try it. You know, like why turn up? Why you know every game, every multiplayer game should do this. By the way, every single one should do a trial period where you can play it for free for, even if it's a day, even if it does some weird thing with your account where it's a single day. Every multiplayer game should do this, all of them. And we got to play it for like, we played it for like two days. So, and, and why I why I'm saying that is because. That game is interesting. Like the dodgeball yeah. thing is they did it really well. Like it's it's really smart in how they did what you you would hear dodgeball and be like how could that be fun? And they have different balls with different abilities. The best thing is that you can as your character, you can roll up into a ball and your teammate can pick you up and throw you as a ball and it has different properties when you do that and that is so funny. And it's just like, because the balls are limited on the map, you you now have this alternative solution to, there's nothing around us and there's enemies here, I'm going to roll into a ball and my teammate's going to throw me at them. That is brilliant. That that is just brilliant because it's leaning into how fucking stupid that game is. Like it's yeah. like the the premise of it being a dodgeball game is so silly to begin with, and and they just go all in on the silliness, and I and I love that, and they should be applauded for that. It's it's very much a it, it constantly reminded me of Splatoon. Yeah. Like in terms of its attitude. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very much a unique like 4 on 4, 3 on 3 PVP frag fest within the confines of uh dodgeball. It's just dodgeball. Like you have outs and you you're throwing a ball instead of you, know, yeah, you, can, you can catch, catch the, the ball, ball and yeah. you can you can block people's balls with a ball and and you can throw you the know. ball differently like you can put curve on yeah. it, you can lob it. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it like it's su- yeah, so just it feels surprisingly fresh and deep unique. And, and fresh. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it it really they really did do a good job of like here's this silly premise that we actually put a lot of thought into in terms of gameplay 
and uh, and it feels really good. Like movement is really good. Every all of that stuff is really good. It's it's just surprising, you know. Um, all of that said, I got tired of it after two days. You know, like I I I didn't have like we played it a little bit. We had one night of it where we were all like, "This is pretty good. Like this is surprisingly good." And then the next night we played a few games, and I was just like, "I'm done." You know, like I, I think I feel like I got what this is and I don't really I don't I don't have the urge to be competitive in it. So here's a couple things. Yeah. Number one, the friend group that we're playing in is four four people and Yeah, this is important the f- too, yeah. The four person version of the game actually doesn't allow you to throw balls at each other. You can only exclusively roll up into balls and throw them at each other. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird limit. To four v four, it's a little more chaotic than than the actually having balls, and I think having balls and the choice of throwing your friends up is a little more fun. Yeah, and so that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. And we experienced like having to engage with that mode over the normal three v three mode because we have a four person friend group we were playing. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to you is: Do you think you would have got tired of it just as fast if you? if we could have just played the normal 4v4 I think it it sucks like saying because this, you were like immediately like oh I hate yeah, this as mode soon as, and I don't want to play as this as soon as we played the 4v4 mode I was like this is a terrible decision I don't know why they did this it cuz I don't think it's fun I I don't I don't think the I don't think the limited experience of only rolling up players to throw his balls is good like it wants you to do the like you can pass the ball to other players and like that charges the character up and does these couple different things. And you can kind of do like we were talking about like hockey one timers or soccer one timers. Like you can do that there. It does have that strategic layer to that mode, but it just flat out is not fun to me. Like you get into these situations where everybody's kind of just running around each other and circling and strafing each other and picking each other up and throwing each other. And like, you need the ball. You need the other balls. You need the dodgeballs because they add in this other element of chaos that is what makes the game fun. And so I hope we weren't alone. I, I hope I wasn't alone in feeling that way and they heard that in the full in the in the actual game and hopefully they changed that because yes, we have a group of four typically, and only being able to play that mode of four made me never want to play that game again. Like, that's just not an option. I'd rather play other games. Like, I don't want to play that over something else because I don't like that mode that much. Now, that said, the second night that we played, we did do, like, one or two games of the the three-on-three mode, which is the typical one with balls and throwing teammates. And I think this this is just me not wanting to dedicate time to that game but we got annihilated like after like the night before we were doing pretty okay and then the next night you know it could have just been timing or whatever we were playing people that have been playing a lot or whatever but we were getting fucking stomped and it's it it's a game that definitely has depth there in terms of like performing and throwing correctly and passing to your teammates and doing all this stuff. And that's cool. I don't think I like it. I didn't like it enough to like want to go into that. 
you know, like I, I don't really want to take it to that level, <laughs> you know, like the reason Splatoon is good is because you can just play that game and have fun and it kind of doesn't matter if you win or lose, like you want to win, but the fundamental stuff is fun in that game where Knockout City is, you know, it's literally PVP, you are only doing, you're only trying to kill the other team. And it was just one of those situations where it's like, eh, I don't really want to get proficient at this in order to enjoy it, you know? So that, I mean, at fully at full admission, like, that was why I don't really want to play it anymore. Now, yeah. now if it was, if it was a free-to-play game, I'd probably play it more. But yeah. as far as even even it's not even an expensive game. I think it's only twenty dollars, which is like to- yeah. totally reasonable. It's totally reasonable. But yeah, I I actually paid for the game. You did? I have Games Pass, and I was playing it, and I yeah, I wanted to support. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like yeah. before that it had kind of blown up because now it's like doing gangbusters on. Like it's growing and growing and growing right now, so I think it's one of those that's good, good viral them. hits. Yeah, and so we probably will see the expanded modes and stuff like you were saying you wanted. Yeah, but yeah, I I liked it enough. Um, I figured even if you didn't want to play it, uh, I figured like Josh would play once or twice on on Games Pass or something. And yeah, I mean, it if does I have if, cross play. Yeah, if I still had Game Pass or if I sign up for it again, I'll I'll play it or whatever. It's just. Yeah, it's not something I want to buy because it's not it's not a game that if we're gonna play something, I'd rather play something else. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, and I haven't been making enough time to play with friends anyway, so I would feel the same way about a lot of games. Yeah, um, it's definitely rather, worth, rather playing. Right. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out on Game Pass. Like, if you have that there's no reason not to give it a chance because it it is it is neat like it's well done for sure it's not there's i actually don't really have anything bad to say about it other than yeah. the 4v4 mode you know i that that was that just blew my mind and still kind of blows my mind <laughs> as a decision but yeah no it it is neat um and like it's it actually even feels kind of fair in terms of like it's cosmetic stuff like you can just do it all in game. Yeah, you earn currency that you yeah. spend in game. That's kind of how knockout. What is it? What's the? Uh, not I'm the Fall Guys. It's kind of how Fall Guys right. works too, where you earn right. earn crowns and stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it didn't feel like it was terribly hard to like build that up and eventually unlock yeah. stuff. And so like that that's good. It has a good like ramp of cosmetics and like the game has a pretty silly look and really ridiculous look. Yeah, so. I one hundred percent, like you said, got the Splatoon vibes from it. Yeah. I I felt immediately felt like the skill ceiling was probably higher than it exists in Splatoon. Oh Although yeah. I have to admit with Splatoon I've never engaged in the competitive portion yeah. of that game. Yeah, not really. So yeah. Yeah. Um there could be there could be that could be an understatement I guess on my part um mm-hmm. having not delved into that. But yeah, I just I thought that game was neat and I wanted to support it and I would play it more if there's anyone that's listening to this that is interested, let me know cuz I thought that game was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you bought it. That's fun. Yeah. 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 I, I haven't to support. I haven't um I haven't really heard about it much after that like first week. So. I've been seeing like PC Mag is one of the 
with things that I follow, and they keep sh- shooting articles out about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the player base is steadily growing, or has been growing since it launched. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it it's it's uh it's probably a really good like pick up and play for a couple rounds. Like yeah, I don't I don't know if that's um, and it's like like fall fall guys is great for that too. It's it's like oh I have. 10 minutes to kill I'll I'll run through a set of fall guys that's probably how I would if I owned knockout city that's how I would view it yeah I wouldn't be I probably wouldn't be interested in like meta and and learning strats and all that stuff really either but yeah yeah I have one more that is relevant I don't know if you got anything else no I'm good go ahead let's hear what you got so Another game that made a huge splash earlier this year that I was resistant to playing right now because I still don't love the idea of early access. But we started Valheim last night, which Valheim is... Real life Minecraft? It's a pretty... Viking Minecraft? It's a pretty standard survival game. Um, like Minecraft, which, you know, years after Minecraft really made its first splash, like a lot of them really just started showing up like Rust and Ark and others. There's plenty of others. And um, so Valheim, for whatever reason, was an instant success when it came out this year. Like, it sold so many copies so fast, and it's only in early access still. And I think it's only on Steam. I'm pretty sure it's only on Steam right now. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a survival game, but it's set in, like, a Norse setting. Uh, so, like, kind of medieval Viking stuff, but leaning into the Norse mythology of, like, gods and afterlife and shit like that and I don't really have a ton of like we we kind of just started playing it but like I was into it immediately it, like it kind of sucked me in immediately like I woke up this morning thinking about it and wanting to play it <laughs> you know like and so like that is kind of rare for me anymore like I I I used to like really go out of my way, especially when we were doing 2v1 on a weekly basis. It would be like, man, I can't wait to get up and play this. Like, I have a little bit of time before I go to work. I'm going to play this thing before I go to work. And I haven't really had that experience in a long time. And I woke up early today to play that before starting work. And, uh, and I think it's because, to me, the most interesting thing about that game is it is still a typical survival game. Like you're the first thing you do is punch a tree like Minecraft and everything is everything spawns off of that tree and wood and you are spending a lot of time gathering resources and doing a lot of tedious tasks. But the things that you build actually feel like they matter in Minecraft. It kind of gets to a point where like you have a you have a sword and some armor and you're kind of good like Minecraft is deep, but it really isn't that deep in my opinion where in Valheim the reason you are doing all of this stuff is because you are trying to get to the point of summoning bosses 
And so you're trying to build up like a home base and you're trying to build up your character and you're, you're leveling up these skills and you're building up better materials and better weapons and whatever, because you are, you are supposed to be working through a series of bosses that you have to summon. And I think that's really cool. Like we're not even, you know, we literally just started playing it, but the, the, the progression of that is interesting to, yeah, to try and, and to try and get to that point is is a is a nice twist on that so like it feels more like a instead of like a a game that you do a bunch of tedious tasks to build cool things like more of like a creative thing it has the creative stuff and then it's also a game with progression and like a, yeah, it makes a, sense. a plan you know and that's really cool. And, like, the building stuff is really cool in that game. Like, I'm an engineer. I do this for a living. And, like, you you have to build things. As far as I've seen in any other video game, you have to build things kind of like you would build them in real life. And that's really awesome. Like, you can't just have floating anything. Nothing can be floating in the air. It has to have support and like things can only span so far before they fall down and that's awesome like other stuff that i've seen do that are straight up like simulator type stuff not yeah not gamey type stuff and this is definitely gamey <laughs> you know like you are spending a lot of time like i said collecting resources you hunt a lot of animals because you need to hunt you need to get the resources that they drop. So, like, it does have more involved combat than other games, too. So, yeah, like, a really good initial impression. And I was, like, hesitant to jump into it because it's early access. Yeah, here's the thing. If you would wait till it actually comes out, then there's all kind of cool right. narrative attached to that. There's right. all these ease of use, like... And I'm worried about things that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried yeah, about that's that. Why. Like, I wouldn't... Um, and, and I think it is still really early. Uh, yeah. Like, the the... The menu and stuff, everything looks really bad. Like, it, yeah. like a lot of stuff in that game just looks bad. Like now the, the the visual look of like the world and your character and stuff that's on purpose. Like it's like this low poly, um, texture type stuff, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But as far as like, like I said, menus, how some of the systems work, understanding the systems, like it, it's it's rough. It's definitely rough. And the the fact that it had such a or made such a splash at the beginning of this year baffles me. Like yeah. it, it it just baffles me. Like I I think quarantine games. I think it became yeah. I think it became like. I I think frankly that development team is just lucky. Like it, for for whatever reason there was there was enough conversation around that game that just continued to exist. And it just continued to uh, entice people to give it a shot. I never hear about it anymore. And I think yeah. that's because people probably saw everything there anymore. was to see. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and, that's what, and that's what I was worried about. That's why I wanted to wait a little bit. The one gaming group I play with, the Gloom Boys, like, I was kind of outvoted. And it's like, okay, we're playing it. That's fine. You know, it's cheap. Like, in early access, that's the thing you benefit is it's cheap. So it's only $20 right now. Um, I want to play more of it. You know, I can't wait to play more of it. But I, I am definitely still worried 
about us getting to yeah, that. Yeah, because you put you end up put so much time in it, and then when all that good stuff comes out, you're like, uh, I mean, what? is it worth really going back just to like? Right, and I don't know. That's what that's what my concern would be. I would say the thing with these games that kind of like makes them resistant to that, at least for me and probably a lot of people, is that they are kind of meant to be played to death anyway. So like because they have the creative nature of building stuff and it is procedurally generated and it has all that stuff like that's why Minecraft is and was and is still very appealing is like the fact that you can just drop into a new world and like do everything again and like try different stuff while you're doing those things that does work like we started our own game we have a server for the group but this morning I started my own game and and just that nature alone I started my own game I am free to do everything I want to do and how I want to build things and where I want to put stuff and whatever that is why that genre is like endlessly replayable um it's why factorio is endlessly replayable like it it gives you a reason to like experiment and do things a different way or like set things up a different way or whatever like it it definitely requires creativity and and like the desire to be creative but i'm not like i could see myself we could we could see everything there is to see right now in early access and we never play it again for who knows yeah. how long and if it does eventually release it it probably will but there is still that is still an if that does happen with early access games still i could jump back in it you know depending on the amount of time that passes you know, it could be like yeah, totally I get it. I get a reason to do it. You know, like it. Yeah. Yeah, and like and see where it changed. Like that is that is the cool thing about early access is like here's what it is now, and then who knows what it'll be down yeah. the road. You know, so yeah, yeah it's I I I am excited to play more of it. Like just to be clear, like I do want to play it. I want to play it right now. Like there's I'm I'm thinking about things that I want to do in it. It is not as earth-shattering as I think it was made out to be by yeah. everybody and like why it sold so much. Again, I'm just I don't get it. <laughs> like when we start the fir- when you start that game up and you punch a tree, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this is one of those games." <laughs> like yeah. it is totally one of those games. Um it's it just does like these tiny little wrinkles a little bit better than others. So um it's still exciting yeah yeah and it's it's cool that it has um like technically you can play that game with like quite a lot of people i think you can have 10 people in a server oh that's pretty sick so yeah like that that would be neat and we did we did already have like like last night when we first started it we had this we had a good collaborative experience of like we're gonna we're we're gonna build a bridge across this valley and like yeah. just making that bridge happen was fun and interesting and like yeah like that that stuff that is that is why playing those games co-op is so like unique you can't really do that in anything else mm-hmm. so yeah Valheim I don't know it'll I I imagine that's a game that'll come to other platforms when it's actually done I could easily see that on consoles it would it would be insane if it wasn't on consoles actually yeah yeah I did have a couple other quick things uh, that we that I didn't talk about last time because we had such a stretch between our other episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Go ahead, burn through. So give me some two liners. All right, real. Unless quick. you really, unless you really want to, real get quick. in depth nope. on some stuff. Nope, real quick. Uh, Empire of Sin. This is a game from John Romero. Of doom, doom, of doom, doom, uh, doom fame. Yeah. That he, he and his wife and like their development studio made this XCOM prohibition style or prohibition era game. Did you play that on Games Pass? I played that on Game Pass. Uh, I'm not sure if it's on console. It it was on PC Game Pass. That game is not good. It could <laughs> it could be really good, and that bums me out. That said, if you if you like XCOM at all, it is worth at least seeing what they're trying to do with that game on Game Pass. Was it not good? Real quick. Uh, every combat. It's not XCOM. Every combat encounter is the same. Okay. Almost every combat encounter I did was the same. Every outcome feels the same. Uh, the the fact that you're the fact that it's set during Prohibition is really cool because you are it is like a big city management game where like you're taking over buildings and you're putting like a brewery or a bar or a brothel or a casino or whatever. Like you, it is like this actually like really big grand game that is fascinating. But like when you break it down to its fundamentals, you're kind of doing the same thing over and over, and it and it. I lost interest after like three hours. Yeah. So it it could have been really cool, and I don't know if it's something that they're gonna be able to like update over time. I have no idea, but uh, that also seems to be the consensus that like amazing premise, really good start. It feels like an early access game. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. It is a complete. Just because there's not as much to do yet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Empire of Sin. Would not recommend buying it, but it is it is like a curious thing that you can see on Game Pass at least. I do uh, want to throw out there that I did finish Returnal. Oh yeah, that's right. I can. Uh, yeah, I can hang my hat on that one because I feel like seventy percent of the people that play that game don't achieve that. Don't finish so, it. Yeah, trophies give you percentages, don't they? Yeah, like when you. Yeah, you can see seventy percent of whatever players like, have, achieved, have have got that. Yeah, did, or haven't got. Did this you happen to notice what it was when you finished it? No, but I can look. Yeah, I'm curious. And you liked it overall, right? Still. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I would golf clap that game. I'll wait for you to play it. <laughs> if I ever have a PS5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another one on Game Pass that um I want to golf clap is Monster Train. Monster Train is excellent. I I considered buying that game after playing it. The only reason I'm not going to is because, frankly, I do think Slay the Spire is a better game, and I could put more time into Slay the Spire. But they are pretty similar, at the same time being extremely different. Monster Train is more of, like, I would say it's more like a, a Hearthstone experience where you're actually managing monsters, literally. Yeah. But But you have to defend the train in stages like there's three levels to the train and the monsters will come in at every level and they'll work their way up to the train or work their way up the train to like the heart of the train that you have to save and like that's a really interesting like strategic thing that you have to think about like um it it's more strategy than slay the spire is hands down like where you put the monsters and how you buff them and and whatever and and it's really interesting and i think it's great and highly recommend it. 
I uh, I may still buy it someday. We'll see. I I did beat it really fast. Like I completed a run way faster than I did in Slay the Spire. I don't know what that means, but it did happen. <laughs> the percentage of people that have completed. So there's like some extra stuff at the end of the game that I'm probably not going to do. Yeah. Like it wants you to replay the whole Your game. Your first complete it, run through. Is, yeah. And it can kind of, it's not really structured like that a little bit, okay. but I'll say 17.6% of people completed. Yeah. It's pretty low to the, yeah, yeah. To the point of that's that's pretty. I, that's I also pretty don't low. think that game sold very well either, though. Really? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what they're saying on po- Colin's podcast. Oh, that it wasn't doing well. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, interesting decision to make it a full price game. I think. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I I would like to play it someday for sure. Uh, and lastly, I just wanted to say that uh, Hitman's really good. <laughs> Hitman Hitman is still a really good game. Uh I have been I feel like that exact quote can be attributed to like nine episodes on here yeah, so far. Yeah, Hitman's good. Hitman three is probably gonna be on my list this year. Um only because again it just leads you to play more Hitman and uh we we were doing we we were doing what I've always wanted to to do with that game where you set parameters in a level and everybody tries to get their best score doing those parameters. And we experimented with that a little bit. I think that game is woefully uh, underdeveloped in that regard, which is frustrating. Uh, it basically comes down to who just does it the fastest and speed running things is not interesting to me outside of being a viewer. I don't want to do them. So other than Super Meat Boy... But, uh, so that part was a little frustrating. However, it led me to want to play Hitman again for like the millionth time. And something that is really, it's a really interesting puzzle in that game is to do it. Silent assassin means nobody ever knows you were there. Like no bodies are discovered. You're never caught trespassing or anything. Nothing. You're never on the security camera. So that's silent assassin. And then completing it suit only, meaning you never change your disguise. You do it all in 47's signature suit. So trying to get Silent Assassin suit only on the levels in, in the modern Hitman trilogy is amazing. It is It is such a cool way to play those games because you have to really... You have to really get creative to make that so here's, happen. Here's the funny thing, right? Yeah. You might not agree with this, but essentially, Hitman is giving you scenarios and achievements for completing those scenarios, mm-hmm. and you're playing for achievements, which is the same thing basically as playing for achievements in other games except for the single scenario is what's repeatable instead of the entire game however you could just play another game and i don't know it's just i think it's funny because you're like literally playing for achievements not necessarily i don't want to do that you can you can do that in those games there's a the situation you're describing there's a billion different ways to do them i'm doing one (laughs) i'm doing one of them is really what i'm doing so so yes you're you're not wrong However, that game and how it's set up 
has like 50, yeah, I understand. it has like 50 achievements in that regard per level. I understand. So I'm I I think the one that I am interested in doing is just this one because you you have to the reason those games are good in the first place is they are just sandbox games. So like Yeah, yeah. It, it in 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 reality it's just you experimenting with them and yeah. doing the silent assassin suit only. You can do that an infinite number of ways. Like there's not one way to do it. So so like that's why it's fun is because you don't have to do like this one explicit set of steps to do it. It's just yeah. how did I make this happen? Well, I did it like this. And we've been talking about that me and the Gloom Boys every so often. They're they're going harder on it than I am. But like we've done them all differently. And so like that's why it's appealing to me is because it's not this yeah. it's not this rigid way to accomplish it that you have to only like, one way to do the thing yeah, yeah it's not it's not this one thing that you like need to use a guide for or whatever like it's yeah it's like how patient are you and how how what tools do you have at your disposal based on your yeah. unlocks throughout the throughout playing the game and whatever and yeah it, it's just really cool like it it has re rekindled my interest in the game again you know so like that that was why i wanted to bring it up was like it's just here's another way to play this game and like what makes yeah. it cool <laughs> um so yeah hitman is really good and the trilogy is absolutely worth buying especially on whatever platform because having all of that content in one thing is amazing it is so amazing so yeah Sick. I, I just wanted to mention that again. <laughs> but so, yeah. are we at the end here? Yeah, sure. I think. Uh, I think is there anything it. you're looking forward to playing soon? Guilty Gear comes out Guilty Friday. Gear that's comes exciting. Out soon. I think I'm gonna dive into Ratchet and Clank. I, w- I wish I could play Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that would be nice. But someday. Was there something else? I can't remember. I can't remember. It's really just Guilty Gear, I guess, right now. Are you excited for Guilty Gear? I am, yeah. I don't know how hard I'll go on it, but I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. Well, that's all I have, really. I think I might start Pikmin 3. I'm going to be traveling, so I'll have have my Switch with me. Yeah. And that sounds... That sounds semi-relaxing. It's, I don't know. Is that, not, is that weird? It's not a relaxing game. <laughs> it's stressful. It doesn't doesn't sound like an action game. It is an action game. <laughs> it's Sick. it's different. It it's different. You'll see. Maybe maybe it'll maybe it won't. I I gave up on that game. Yeah. I didn't finish it because because of how because you of, got too stressed because of how kind of stressful it was. Yeah. But that was playing it on just, the Wii U with the touch stuff. Do you just not and, want to have to do stuff again? Is that why it's stressful? No, like I the I I never played Pikmin one or two. I just played three, and I yeah. and there like how you fight things in Pikmin three is like frustrating. Yeah, I found it really frustrating, and um, it wasn't so much like losing and stuff, like because it I think it's its checkpoints are pretty generous. Yeah. It was it was more like I think maybe it was because it was on Wii U and like you had to do touch stuff and like the touch it, it was just frust it, it was a frustrating experience that I didn't feel like completing. And even though I actually like really liked a lot of it, I just I just didn't see it through. So Yeah. So yeah, I'm curious what the Switch version is like. 
if um if you have that same reaction at all. The bosses are weird. The bosses are weird in that game. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to manage. Yeah. Like I've... the different Pikmin and like where they are and it's it's a lot. It's just a lot of things. But yeah. Uh yeah, I think that'll do it. I can't think of what I'm going to be playing next cuz it is random all the time. So, I probably am going to play through no more heroes sooner rather than later. Especially cuz 3 is soon? I don't know. I, like, Maybe we'll get that in the E3 conference. Yeah, we technically are having like some weird E3 this year and that as of this recording that is like this coming weekend. So, yeah, I I I would love if there's actually a ton of announcements from that. Yeah. But yeah, I saw a Nintendo Treehouse event thing was going to happen, so who knows? Cross your fingers for Metroid anything. Anything Metroid. Even even them saying the name Metroid will be will be great. I would love that. But yeah, um until next episode, uh get at us with punishgame at gmail.com with any of your thoughts, questions, comments, whatever. We do we do still have a store. Uh, that's in the link of every episode. If you want to buy stuff, uh, support us, and um, yeah, get keep at, playing games. Yeah, get at us at social media at with Punish Game and um, enjoy enjoy video games <laughs> and life and the grind wheel. Yeah, don't get ground down to nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs>